This is Moments of Hope brought to you by the Missionary Church Association in Jamaica. I am your host, Marja Elaine Francis, welcoming you to the program. Good morning. I stopped by to remind someone today of John 3, 16 to 17. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Truth be told, there are times we find it challenging as believers to live the life that Christ has called us to. I want to encourage someone this morning to surrender every area of your life to Christ and walk in fellowship with him. My guest today is Sashel All, a mom, author, and founder of Positioning Youth for Greatness. Today, we will focus on the power of a second chance, positioning you, youth, for greatness. Sashel All, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me again. <laughs> Good. And now, Sashel, for those who missed us last week, I want for you to tell our listeners just who is Sashel All. Okay, so Sashel Hall is, you know, I am a very vivacious person, very blunt, <laughs> maybe sometimes too blunt. You know, God is working on my mouth. <clears throat> yes, um, and I love, I love young people. I love, you know, just, I love young people. I love working with young people. Very passionate about that. Yeah. That's Sashel in a nutshell. In a nutshell, good. And, and Sashel is now an author. So I want for you to share what inspired you to write your book, The Power of a Second Chance, Helping Youth Overcome the Hurdles of Life. Right. So I think last week in the interview last week, I shared about, you know, wanting to become an attorney and stuff. And I remember at that point, I would have completed my law degree. I was now working at the bank in the legal and compliance department. And I was preparing to go to law school. So I completed my bachelor's. And because I studied at UTEC, the University of Technology, Jamaica, I had to based on the based on the current arrangement we have to sit an entrance exam in order to have you know to gain access to the law school and so i was preparing now this is december 2018 i believe it's 2018 or 2019 i don't remember i was now preparing to to you know sit my entrance exam so that i can get into norman Mandel law school and I remember at that point, you know, I was praying, you know, December, we normally do our vision boards oh, and yes. plan for the next year. And so, and it was funny because, you know, I was just planning and praying and writing down my goals. And I'm like, okay, God, now is the time to step to go to law school. January is when we start to prepare to sit the exam, submit application and stuff. And, you know, the Bible talks about submitting our plans to the Lord. So that's what I was doing. And, and, and you know, and, you know, during prayer you know, the Lord said, you know, this is not what I have for you. This is not what I want you to do. 
So I was like, okay. And then, you know, I was a little bit appalled because I'm like, God, you couldn't tell me that from, you know, I was doing my day before my God did a degree, <laughs> you know, but then the Lord, and then, you know, coming over into the new year, you know, the Lord gave me more clarity through a prophetic word. You know, the Lord said, I don't want, this is not what I want you to do. I want you to step out and, you know, I want you to share your story with young people and I was like share my story with young people because Marja Elaine at that point I was you know I got put out of church a year before that I was going through a lot I was struggling with suicide I was struggling with depression I was struggling with a lot of things during my life and during that time I would have been backslidden and you know at that point too God was pushing me back into you know the church and all of that and so at this point I was like what you know and the Lord said to me I want you to share your story and and the Lord said you know everything that you're going through is positioning you for greatness and I was like God how can how can poor life choices, how can teen pregnancy, how can, you know, dropping out of high school two times be positioning me for greatness. And that was when, that was how the whole thing started. And the Lord told me to document my journey, document it, because he said, I remember getting a prophetic word from, you know, Lady Leng, Shanika Leng, and she was like, you know, the pain that you've walked through, God is going to use it to, to help other young people. So you never go through it in vain, you know? And, and, and so, you know, the scripture that tells us that all things are working together for our good, for those who love God. Yes. Yes. And so I was like, okay, God, no problem. But I was scared. And then the Lord told me, you know, document that, that was how the youth movement was birthed actually. And the Lord told me to document my journey document my process and he said i want you to share your story undiluted limbs i don't want you hide nothing i don't want you cover up nothing i want you to share it so marja alain this is me wanting to go to law school wanting to live my best life <laughs> and all of that and then the lord said no i want you to share your story with young people i want you to host a conference i want you to write this book and share your story and that's how it started it started with obedience because you could have rebelled and Lord God knew, but it started with obedience. And now the book is out. You had your book launch with two weeks ago and I'm sure Purse's life is being transformed by the book as they get it in their hand. But I want for you to share who is the target audience though? Okay, so the target audience is millennials, you know, just youth. Um, I've written the book for young people, um, helping youth overcome the hurdles of life. You know, one of the things we look at statistics, statistics, statistics shows that a lot of young people were suicidal or, you know, the, the suicide rate among young people is very high. You know, a lot of our young people are being killed. You know, our lives are being cut short there's a lot of disparity and disparaging comments that are made about millennials and young people and what was the millennials we're talking about the generation that was born between 97 and 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 2000 and so um you know a lot of us a lot of us a lot of young people are struggling and hurting you know even in the church a lot of young people are hurting and you know we need hope 
you know, young people need hope. This generation needs hope. And this generation, you know, God wants to, 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 to empower this generation that listen, it doesn't matter what's happening. I have a plan for you. Once you have a heart for me, once you love me, I will, I will work on your life. I will never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And so, um, the, the target audience is youth. The target audience is youth. And I'm hoping that many youths will get a hold yeah. of this book, The Power of a Second Chance, helping youth overcome the hurdles of life. Sasha was able to overcome the hurdles of her life and God has encouraged her, propelled her to write this book so that you too can have hope. Now, Sasha, in chapter six of the book, you entitled The Process Rock Bottom. You wrote about some sobering information in there. I want for you to tell our listeners, what did that process look like for you? Okay. So, you know, chapter six, rock bottom, how it was at rock bottom. So rock rock bottom for me was, you know, after, after leaving, after going back to high school on full scholarships, going to sixth form on another scholarship, doing well academically, moving on to university, getting saved, getting involved in church, being mentored by the highest level of leadership in my church and, and my church organization, and also being heavily involved in youth and being the youth leader and also being asked to share my story with young women not and, and talking to young people in church and stuff like that. And to, to, to being kicked out of church mm. and, you know, growing up in church, being saved for like 10 years and, you know, growing up in that church, going through, you know, being loved and being mentored and coached and, you know, just being a part of a family. They were like my family. And then you're asked to, you know, to leave the church. And, you know, that was very devastating for me. And just to give the listeners a backstory, because they may be wondering, so how you get to go to church? Like what happened? And, you know, you you know, you know, the church that I attended, um, you know, very strict in terms of, you know, just meeting standards and all of that. And I remember I, I wasn't meeting the standard as it relates to, you know, I wasn't fornicating in church. I wasn't doing the bad things, but, you know, you know my church and and they're a bad believing church they're good people they have you know good hearts and stuff and they just believe that this young lady just not meeting up to our standards she should have been you know she's she's an you know she's a youth leader all of that and you know sometimes as young people and you know the older persons will know it well if you mentor youth you know sometimes we'll have some we'll have bad attitudes you know the, the white lies and the you know the, you know sometimes it's not that you cuss off people you don't cuss off people you're not disrespectful respectful overtly but just your attitude and how you come off and what you say and the thing about it is god does not look god look god is looking at your heart and so if your heart is not aligned then you know and so that was pretty much what it is and you know i was having a lot of issues i remember i used to have a lot of meetings with my leaders and them talking to me about my behavior that god won't deal with this inside of me and not allow god to deal with me and all of that and at the time i was saying i don't know what i'm talking about god what am i talking about i don't see it but then and then you know in my church you know those 
you know, in terms of conformity to the Christian, you know, the guidelines and being obedient to your leaders and that kind of stuff, they're very strict on that. <clears throat> and so any deviation to that, you know, it's kind of like, you know, and so um, I remember that just happening and I was becoming very discouraged because I'm like, God, I'm doing everything that I think I can. And, you know, I just feel like, you know, I'm not being the best that I can. And I remember at the time also, I was living with a couple from my church and, you know, they were saying, you know, I'm not adhering to their standards. Mind you, I wasn't sleeping out or anything like that, or, you know, have no man, you know, I was, you know, I made a commitment to God. I was, I was celibate for seven years, but, you know, just the attitude and I was rebellious to authority, not in an overt way, but, you know, you know, the attitude and the, you know, just the nonchalance and being disobedient and all of that. And so, you know, I had to move out. They were like, you know, you can't live here anymore. And, you know, my pastor was very disappointed because he's like, after I'm going to talk to them for you and all of that, he made them put you out where you're going to live now and just all of that. And I remember just having to deal with that, I got very discouraged because, you know, I felt like I let down everybody. I'm not changing. And, you know, just, I just started to, I just gave up. I felt rejected. I just gave up. I was put out and all of that. And I remember my pastor had a call. I remember I started, you know, long story short, I started fornicating and my stop go church, you know, stop go church for a few weeks and I never gone. And then they called me in to talk to me and I told them what happened. And then after being able, after being put on to talk to somebody but I had already given up so I was done and then it happened again you know I was still having sex and I told them and my pastor was like well you can't be a part of the community anymore and that chapter was just pretty much talking about what it was just going through that the process rock bottom I think the listeners would want to hear a little more about how you got from rock bottom my guest today is Sashel All, a mom, author, and founder of Positioning Youth for Greatness. We have been discussing the power of a second chance as she shares, you know, just what her book is all about, what inspired her to write it. And she was sharing with us the chapter six, the process rock bottom. Sashel, you hit rock bottom, but you are now a youth advocate. Yes, having gone through all of that, you are now empowering youths to see a larger vision of themselves. What pulls you from rock bottom and what keeps you going? Perfect question. So um, I was talking about, you know, the how I reach rock bottom, right? And, you know, just, I remember just um, reflecting on my life at the time, like, how did I get here? Like, God, I, I, I got put out of church. This was my life. This was my everything. Like, I grew up here. Like, they basically, you know, um, for your family to put you out. I was like, God, I wasn't even, I didn't kill anybody. I wasn't going around. I wasn't, you know, if you look at it, it wasn't, I didn't do anything bad, you know, per se, like, you know, I wasn't hiding or and doing anything. I was even the one who told them what was happening to me. And I was like, God, I don't understand. But then I on, but then I knew that that was how um, that my you know my church operated. So it wasn't a shock for me because this is something that you know I know I know that normally happens. But it was it was a shock to my system because I was like, God, if the church can give up on me, then 
you know, this is it. Then it, there is nobody else that can help me. And, um, you know, I felt, I felt awful. I felt, I, I got depressed because, you know, all my friends were at, you know, were in that church, like every, everybody that I know, I like everybody cut me off. Nobody was talking to me. I was told not to talk to the young people. And that must have been rough. That was really rough. And especially on my daughter, I was like, you know, I was asking if it's possible for my daughter to continue because she, she born in the church. She grew up there and they said no. So that was even more devastating. And also we were cultured in such a way that, you know, you don't, you don't go to other churches. You don't allow other persons to preach to you or to prophesy over you or stuff like that. So that was very difficult for me to navigate during that time. And so I was like, God, the church gave up on me, everything done, my life done. So I was just going going harder you know I was just living my life and doing road and just uh you know I was just waiting to die because that was what I was told too I heard that you know God is gonna kill me and all kind of stuff because I spat in his face you know it was it was a very it was a very hard time and in the midst of that though Marja Alina no you know I spoke about it extensively in the book. So guys, buy the book. But just for shortening, you know, during that time, Marja Alin, the Lord was still talking to me. God was giving me dreams. He was giving me visions. He was giving me, um, he was sending people to encourage me. And, you know, I was like, I was even embarrassed to tell people that God was still talking to me. That was how much I had even written off myself too. Because I was like, I never expect God to talk to me the same way, but I said, God, but your church put me out so why you know I was still shocked but then that it was during that time that things that I learned in church and learned from the bible started to become real like I will never leave you nor forsake you started to become started to become real really palpable and and the fact that God loves me no matter what started to become real and so I started to learn God for myself not not through and then the Lord told me I allowed it to happen he said Sasha I allowed it to happen because you sometimes we're in church and we're worshiping leaders we're in church and we're worshiping church structures and that is not in and of itself it's I it's it's that's an idol it doesn't matter it's a good activity you know going to church is good but we can we can be we can be missing the point that we're not worshiping god we're not doing it for god so going church are doing all of this but am i doing it for god or am i doing it to get the accolades you know and the lord said i did it because i want to save you Mm-hmm. I want to save you from Matthew 7, 21, because in Matthew 7, 21, they said, didn't I do this in your name? Didn't we cast out demons and that, that, that in your name? And God said, but I never knew you. I never had a relationship with you. And that's important. And so God said, I allowed it to happen, Sashel. And our leaders are not perfect either. You know, we're not perfect. They're also being, you know, transformed and stuff. Yes. And so God Yes. And so God was encouraging me. And, you know, I realized that God was giving me a second chance. And the Lord said, and I started to yield to God. It wasn't easy. And getting up and moving from rock bottom wasn't easy. But God himself coached me and tell me, girl, you can get up. You can get up. I'm not going to take you up. I'm going to coach you because you have it inside of you. My word is there. And God just, you know, God helped me to get up and that's how you know to go through what i've gone through marja aline to come on and i talk about it and listen only god can do that only god can do that and give you confidence again after yes. you've gone through all listen only god can do that and so i give god all the glory 
every single time because great things he has done. And great things he is still doing in Wait. and through you. And we know, Sashel, Romans 8, verse 28, also well. And we know all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. And so out of your journey that God would have allowed, because sometimes we think that God is not seeing what's happening to us and it's unfair, but God sees everything Yes. Out of your own journey of overcoming the hurdles that you have had to overcome, you are now empowering others. And I want for you to share with our listeners just what is positioning youth for greatness, that movement that you have founded. Okay. So the positioning youth for greatness movement is pretty much um, helping young people in a holistic way. Um, so we coordinate and plan whole um, events for youth holistic development. So there's entrepreneurship. There is the Millennial Woman's Inc. That is about you know empowering the 21st century woman with godly values, godly mindsets, preparing us to be who God has called us to be. And also just helping young people to find purpose, to find their identity, because there's something that we were born to do. There's, there's a solution. There's a problem that we were born to solve. And so so that is what we we are about um so we host events we we have different initiatives for youth and young people positioning youth for greatness and that goes in tandem with her book the power of a second chance you'd have heard some of her story that she has shared here this this morning the rest is in the book and so i do encourage you to go and get your book the power of a second chance of course you can get it on amazon or you can link me on moments of hope and i'll tell you just how to get to sashel of course you can find her on social media right sashel yes yes at sashel hall on instagram and positioning youth for greatness on Instagram as well. Good. And as we close today, Sashel, what word of hope do you have for persons as they listen? They may be struggling to overcome a difficult season in their life. You have been through some. What word of encouragement do you have for persons this morning? Okay. So the word of encouragement that I will leave you with is the scripture in Jude. It has become one of my favorite scriptures in Jude chapter one. You know, Jude has only one chapter, um, verses 24 down to 25, when it talks about to him who is able to keep us from falling. And also Philippians 2 and verse 13 that talks about, um, you know, it is him that that works in us to, to, to will, both to will and to do. And so it tells me that we can do nothing of ourselves. We can't even get up out of the, 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 the thing that we're in out of ourselves. We can't even break out of sin by ourselves. Everything we need the Holy Spirit to help us. There's nothing, you know, the Bible talks about even our own righteousness is like filthy rags. And so we need God in every single thing. So even in our weakness, even in our struggles, even in our, you know, we lose hope. We need the Holy Spirit for that. And so I would em encourage us to get into the word, get into the word. Sometimes you're so down, you can't even pray. Play the word over you. Turn on some worship music because sometimes we'll go through some things and we're not even want to talk to God. We're not even want to write it to him then. 
vent it on a piece of paper because I understand sometimes we just know want to pray sometimes we just know want to read the word but but play the word because the word as Hebrews says the word is sharper than any two-edged sword and it can listen and so we we'll have to use the word we we'll have to use the word and so play the word play some worship music um you know david said i encourage myself in the lord yeah, you know sometimes sometime them the, the, you know the christian journey is not easy the Christ, being a christian is not for wimps and so it's in you know it's important to just encourage ourselves in the word encourage ourselves in the word get into that bible as sashel says read it for yourself or play it and as you play it you're listening to the word of god and communicate with god just about any way you know how don't leave god out of the equation because he's the one that is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the throne sashel i'll ask you to close in prayer no problem. Let us pray. So, Father, we thank you that you are the one, as your word says, who is able to keep us from falling and to present us blameless. And so, Father, we understand from your word that there is nothing we can do of ourselves. We can't even save ourselves. We can't even keep ourselves from falling. God, we understand that. Father, your word says that it is you who works in us to will and to do. And so, Father, we ask you even now, help us in our weaknesses. Father, you said that the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses, almighty God. Father, help us in our weaknesses, in the areas that we're strong with God you see that we're struggling you see that you see the, the areas that we're struggling with God some of us were struggling with just keeping ourselves pure some of us were struggling with masturbation some of us were struggling with our sexuality some of us were struggling with our hands God we just love touch people things that is not ours some of us were struggling with white lies some of us were just struggling to pray we're struggling to read the Bible we're struggling to just be a part of that church that would just think I'd be a hypocrite daddy but God we just pray almighty God that you will help us father father your word says that you will take the heart of stone and give us a heart of flesh God sometimes we're rebellious and we're stubborn and God we're asking you by your spirit as your word says almighty God change our heart and give us a heart almighty God give us a heart of flesh give us a heart that is inclined to the things of God father give us a heart father your word says that we should guard our hearts with all diligence because out of it flows the issues of life father help us to guard our hearts father we love you but sometimes we just need help and so father we ask you by your spirit to help us to help us to help us and so father we bless you and we thank you for your strength for your empowerment and for your encouragement we bless you and we exalt you in your name we pray amen Amen. May I remind you, the Missionary Church Association in Jamaica brings moments of hope to you every Sunday at 7.30 a.m. Thanks to my guest, Sashel All. Thanks to you, our listeners. If you need prayer counseling or further information, call the Missionary Church Association office at 924-1378 or WhatsApp 791-0527. Also, link us on Facebook at Moment of Hope MCAJ with your comments. I am Marja Elaine Francis. Regardless of what you encounter in life, there is hope. 
and there is power in prayer. Hebrews 11 verse 6 reminds us that God rewards those who earnestly seek him. I invite you to pray by yourself or join with a family member or friend and let us pray being mindful that God answers prayers. Tune in again next week for another moment of hope.